Hello and welcome to Balance City with your host, me, moi, Danielle. We're going to talk all about the juicy stuff, about relationships, about business, about mental health, all the things when it comes to the journey of life, right? And what you'll see along the way is no one's perfect. We all have our shit, (laughs) to be frankly honest. And I am so thankful that you're here to be on this journey with me. And I'm going to have some epic guests sharing their story. And I just cannot wait to get this started. So let's go. Welcome, welcome, welcome back. I am so excited that you guys are here. And today I have Cache here and she is in the fashion industry. And if you guys don't know, I've been, I was in the fashion industry for over 15 years. So definitely I'm excited for this conversation. I'm excited for, you know, what she's done for her, for in the fashion industry and her, what she's doing, how she's building her business. So Cache, I'm going to pass you the mic and kind of do a little intro of yourself and then we'll go from there. We'll do. Hi, everybody. I'm Cache Royal of Royal Fudge Styling. I'm a wardrobe stylist, uh, fashion stylist, however you want to name it. I've been in this fashion industry now um, professionally um, eight years now, but you can say I've been doing it my whole entire life because I've always been the the family or the friend that, oh, can you go to the mall with me and, you know, pick this out for me? Or do you think this look good? And then I realized eight years ago, they owe me, they all owe me money. <laughs> they, oh. all, they all owe me money and I want and I'm gonna have my assistant sending out invoices this week <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I, I'm originally from Florida I'm a Florida girl I'm originally from Miami um born and raised in, in Miami uh, I'm now in Atlanta I've been in Atlanta now for six years um, pursuing my wardrobe styling business which has been very successful for me um and um, basically, oh, oh, I have an ebook. I keep forgetting I'm an author. I have an ebook, and I also have a another book that I, I my ebook is basically called Slaying Your Own Lane, which I'm pretty much giving you the ins and outs of the of the business side of this business because fashion is a business, believe it or not. Especially when you're in a position that I'm in, um, it it is a business. And um, I give you the ins and outs and slay in your own lane. I teach you how to slay in your own lane. Um, I always tell people, don't worry about trends or nothing. Just channel your own swag. Be who you are. I mean, it's 100 degrees outside. I want to go outside and Uggs. I'm going to do it because I'm channeling <laughs> my own swag. So, um, and then my my second book is called Grandma, Let Me Tell You. It's actually a, a, a chapter, a memoir, a true story, a memoir of a chapter in my life where I was going through different things. My one, my maternal grandmother raised me alongside of my paternal grandmother, who's actually still living. Um, but I'm actually having a conversation with my maternal grandmother about what's what's going on since she left you know, earth. So mm-hmm. that's a whole nother book. But um, yeah, I, I have to mention that because I, I totally be forgetting that I'm an author. <laughs> no, but that's, that's incredible. That's incredible. And I feel like, and what, what you just said right there too, is you're putting your hands in all different types of things, right? You're not Absolutely. just 
And that's what it's so important. I always say like, don't always stay in your own lane, like do other things to enhance yourself. So absolutely. But you know what, what I've learned in this um, fashion industry is that sometimes like you, it'd be by default sometimes that you start doing other things. It'd be by default. And and what I mean by default, like with me, I felt like once I started mastering my craft as a wardrobe stylist, I started touching other little things. Mm. Like, okay, well, let me go ahead and do this. Let me go ahead and do this. And it still all relates back to um, entertainment somehow, some way. No, I love that. And so did, did fashion in general, like fall in your lap? I know you were saying, you know, you kind of started, but how did it all come about? Um, well, as a little girl, like my dad, he would always like take me shopping. Mm-hmm. He always take me shopping. So here I am five years old and hundred dollar dresses, you know? So I will always be shopping. Plus my dad, he will always be in like the Lacoste. Like this is back in the day. Like he was wearing brands and I'm an only girl. So he will always keep me in the latest. So I, I want to say that's where it started from. And then my grandmother, she liked those nice dresses. So of course I will watch everything. And and a lot of times people, like when I do interviews like this, people always ask me like, what's my favorite fashion era? I, I used to love, love, love Dynasty. I used to love, love, love it. Like even yeah. to this day, I think I still try to mimic some of those uh, fashions, you know, from those eras. And I also like the Renaissance era too, the 1920s and like sequins and furs. That's my thing. And that I kind of see that with like with the clients that you've had and that you've dressed. I yes. I, I, I love for women to, I love for women to look like ladies. Mm. And I don't know if people really know that it is a difference. Even though we're the same species, but it's a difference. It's a difference to be ladylike and to be womanlike. And I think with women looking like ladies is a ultimate sexy. Not even sh- like, and you can put it as, uh, in my head, I'm just thinking not showing too much, maybe showing a little here. Like nowadays we have like the skirts with the slits and stuff. Like, I love it. I love it. So what can you, what kind of tips can you give for somebody, you know, cause for women, that's the, like one of the major thing is self-confidence, right? They, it's a lot, right. a lot of them have problems with that. So like when you sit down with someone and you're trying to style them, what kind of tips can you give them to feel more confident in what they're going to be wearing? Um, a lot of times when it comes to me consulting with clients, I always give my disclaimer. (laughs) I tell them that I am here to take you out of your comfort zone, but not so much as to where you're very, uh, very, very uncomfortable that it displays on your face and in your attitude. I still want you to be confident, but as a wardrobe stylist slash fashion stylist, that's what you're supposed to do. You're, You're supposed to take the client away from the norm. You know, because you don't want them to be too predictable because if they're predictable or doing some of the same things that they're doing, what's your purpose? Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You see what's your purpose? So I feel like um, I just tell them always own it own whatever it is. If it's if it's a hat you want to wear, own that hat. If it's a glove you want to wear, own it, own it, make it yours, turn it into yours. And once you turn it into yours, guess what? No one else can have it. Boom. Like that, was, <laughs> that right there was like a mic drop. It. It's so right. true. Though. It's so true. And I hope everybody was listening to that because it is. Right. Right. And 
what the next question I wanted to ask you was how did you get the clients that you have gotten so far? Had you built that clientele? Well, that, I was. That, that was work. That's work. It's not easy. Yes, I I did. I, what I have to let people know is I didn't. I did. This didn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. Didn't happen overnight. I worked, worked, worked my butt off till I couldn't work. I will always show up on time. You know, word of mouth is very big. Once you're very professional and you have work ethic out of out of this world, people can't deny you. Um, I just started getting in the right rooms with the right people, and um, a young lady in mind who's very who I'm very good friends with, Miss Skittles. I'm sure I you all. Know. She, I knew, yeah, I knew you were going to say her name. Like one of my great friends. She's my good good friend for many many years. And, you know, once she started an icing agency, it was like, oh, Cache, I need you. Mm-hmm. So of course, I'm I'm head of wardrobe at Icing Agency, um, and just just my work ethic and just people um, just paying attention and seeing the growth in Royal Fudge styling and just watching my eclectic style. Like I'm very different when it comes to things. I don't like, um, I don't like trends. I kind of like to create them. So I I, I try to stay, I stay, I'm not going to say try. I do. I stay fashion savvy. So I, I avoid trends, but I stay fashion savvy because you got to remember, fashion is going to always change. There's no changing in style. It's either you got it or you don't. Yeah. So, you know, so I, a, a lot of that, um, a lot of a lot, with that being said, like I've I've built my repertoire on just being genuine and being and just being me and just being me and not. And not um, trying to do other things or being like other people. I just be royal. That's it. <laughs> and I think the, the most important thing, too, is that you created these connections. And then you, those connections grew into followings. And once you, they mm-hmm. kind of trusted you and saw the work that you did. Right. Said, okay, Cache, like I'm going to introduce you to this, this person, this person. Right. I know right. you're I, I could trust that you're going to right, and it's and then it becomes like a domino effect. Like you, once you do awesome work for one person, and not only that, with with me, I wouldn't even only say it's work. You get a real experience with me. Like I come with, I, I think I must hear everybody who who I've ever worked with always give this awesome repertoire about how I come because I come with piles and piles of stuff. Like I come with a whole closet, maybe a whole two, three closets, put it that way. So everybody, I think I got my biggest reputation is on my, from my accessory collection. Like I have a crazy accessory um, um, collection, addiction, whatever you want to call it, because I always tell people like sometimes when I'm on set, I always let the clients know, hey, you can buy these clothes all day long. But Mm -hmm. My accessories, I have separation anxiety from them. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I gotta keep those. I gotta yes, keep those. I have, because you know why? I go so many different places and I find so many different things that you probably won't ever see ever again. Like I was in Beverly Hills and I don't know, there's a picture of me um on one on my page where I have on this big old vintage Fendi belt. Mm. This lady was selling it in Beverly Hills. Like um, Mrs. Cardone wanted to buy it from me and I was like there's no kind of money you can give me for this and she and I was going back and forth over like she had these mesh curtains she was like okay Cache the mesh curtains for the Fendi belt I was like hmm, hmm. <laughs> I think about that <laughs> yeah. you know so it's, it's it be things like that like I have accessories that are like 
there's no way I'm going to find them anywhere else ever. And if I do find them, it'll probably be a replica of whatever it is, you know? Yeah. And so do you, so when you bring these outfits to your clients, are they your, like, are are you finding them in like, like uh, in different department stores or like how do that work? You'll be amazed. Like I do a lot of consignment shopping. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So a lot of times the stuff is mine that I've bought. Um, it's very rarely that I will um go. I do I go to showrooms as well. Mm-hmm. It's it's very rare that I will go in them because I'm so excited about what I find in thrifts and consignments to where I think, you know, honestly, I think I get a lot of my creativity from going into thrift stores and um consignments because like nowadays you go on the mall, everything looks the same. Mm-hmm. There's no difference. So the only way you can tell if you're a real stylist is to put somebody in a thrift or consignment and see what they can do without, without them having a head start with trends or because every mall, you know, with malls, all the stores have almost some, something similar to where it's trendy. Everybody got something trendy in the stores, but put you somewhere where there are no trends and see what you can come up with. I, I am with you on that. I think thrift stores are like hidden gems, honestly. Yes. And I yes. agree with you more in regards to department stores. You see the same thing everywhere. So right, right. where it's at a hundred. Right. Right. Like I'm actually probably after we get done with this podcast, I'm going to get up and go to a consignment store to find something for this trip. Like, cause I've been to, unlike South Florida, Atlanta, we don't have, like so much in our grass. Like I tell everybody, this is not a fashion city at all. <laughs> at all. I'm from Miami, Florida. I can go to, I can name probably 10 malls in Miami where I can probably go find a little something different here, there, and there. Here, we got about two or three malls. <laughs> and it it's like, probably go to Beverly Hills in New York City. That's where you kind of stop. Right. And it's like, make your pick. Like, you don't have any, you, you don't have any options. So I've been doing a lot of consignment here, a lot. And I kind of also want to get into, like, the work and the hustle of what you do. Because that's not, it's not easy to do what you do. I mean, fashion to some people is like, oh, you look pretty, you could do it. Like, it makes it, they make it look so easy. But there's a hustle to it. There's a hustle and grind. So what... Right. I think people think, like, as a fashion stylist, they think we play dress up. Right? <laughs> Absolutely I think, not. I think they don't really know that it's, like, a real job and a real hustle. And the reason why I say that is because what, what, what they don't realize is as a stylist, as a creative, like, you look at colors and patterns totally different than a normal eye. Totally different. So, and then on top of that, you have to convince the client that what you see for them should work other than what they've come accustomed to so it's a real hustle and then you know there's so many stylists out here now like they just popped up out of nowhere they're everywhere now so now you have to compete with that and try to make make the clients come to you because maybe you're offering something different and you're offering something better but with me I offer an experience that's my difference I often experience and um, not only that, you know, I, like I say, I don't, I don't really go to, I don't try to be too trendy. So that's what makes a difference. And the hustle is real. It is real because like I say, there are many, 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 many or um, other styles that you can choose from. 
Mm-hmm. So now you have to convince a client on why should they choose you. So yeah, it's 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 a real it's a real eye hustle, and once you get it, then you can just run with it. It's golden. It's golden. Right. You can run with it. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more on that. Yeah. So my what what I love asking this last question because <laughs> I, I always kind of I, I love what the answer, the responses are, but so. When you see your family and you you see all the work that you've done and you've mm-hmm. built, right? What what is I mean, you're living the legacy already, but mm-hmm. what is that what do you, what legacy do you want to leave your family? I was here. Mm. I was here. It 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 was it you know how we all we all have our um legacy of our families and we may not know everyone in our family, but there's always that one person that maybe a great uncle or aunt or somebody always tell you about, I'm going to be that girl. I'm going to be her. I was here. I was here. And that's, that's just me putting my footprint in the Royal family. Royal is my last name. So she was here and this is what she did. She created, she created wealth by doing fashion. Like I'm the first self-made millionaire in my family. So, you know, I was here. That's the legacy I'm going to leave. Do you ever take a moment to, you know, acknowledge that within yourself? Um, Is that, that I, I, I hope that you do because that's. Um, I really actually, I don't, which is weird. And I know, I know you like, it's weird. I'm in my bed. <laughs> I'm in my bed. Listen, we're just shit chatting. Let, let's, um, let's get comfy. Let's get comfy. Right. Um, um, no, and I need to start doing that though. Honestly, I do. I do need to start doing that. And it's crazy because I literally had this week off and I was going to like come to South Florida, but I, I had to figure this whole 27 looks out. So I was like, I can't move right now. And I needed a vacation. And honestly, I do need to start. I do need to start like realizing that I am the first in this family to really come out of what they said we wouldn't be able to, you mm. know? So that's that. I'm happy you said that to me because it really just made me think like, I really do need to start really living the life that I dreamt of because I actually built it. I built it. Yeah. And I think that's so important to do and acknowledge it because mm-hmm. we're so quick to go through the hustle to reach those huge goals, but we don't celebrate each moment. And then the cra- right, the crazy thing is we do re hit those marks and we don't celebrate them. It's like we make a whole nother mark for mm-hmm. ourselves. Mm-hmm. Because I find myself doing it, okay. Well, once I once I do this, okay, now I need to do this. Okay, once I do that, I need to go here now. Mm-hmm. So and I find myself doing that all the time I've broken so many barriers to where I have not sat back and said you know what can I say chill out for a second and just enjoy enjoy what you became you know so yeah you're right yeah I mean when we get off this podcast I hope you do that and I hope you look at these first of all for everybody that's listening like I was introduced to cache because I was um, following Gina Skelton and the skills. Like I saw these like incredible, incredible image of them wearing <laughs> these incredible clothes. And I'm like, who is this? Who is this cachet right now? Let me, <laughs> let me look into her real quick. I so appreciate it. I want you to look at every single image that's posted and tagged of you that you've styled and be proud of yourself. Because yes, thank you. 
accomplishment. Thank you. And there's more to come. Yeah, 100%. 100%. It's still, it just started. You just started. Right, because even I still been waiting on, like, we did Elena again. Like, I still, there's still uh-huh. some images from Elena that hasn't dropped yet. And, and of course, I just did Gina and the whole Mama Raiders. Um, like, I mean, it's still more common. I'm, I'm constantly working. Like I said, this has been the first week I've, like, had a week off. And I'm literally still working, <laughs> even though I'm off. But um, yeah, there's still more to come, and I re- I really appreciate you um reaching out to me. Like I was just like, huh, podcast? Oh, I guess. Of course, <laughs> of course. And now I, I want you. It. So for all the listeners uh-huh. out there, for because I know they're gonna want to you know get in your DMs, want to know what you do, and like get all uh-huh. the things. So share again all the social media things that you uh, have and any like things that you have coming up because I'm going to put everything in the show notes so they can click on. Thank you. Um, you can follow me at, um, on Instagram at Royal Fudge Stalin. It's all one word. Um, also Facebook Royal Fudge Stalin. Also, I have an online boutique called Royal Fudge Collection. Um, and on, uh, that Instagram is Royal Fudge Collection. Um, as well as Facebook Royal Fudge Collection. I try to keep it simple. Um, but on TikTok, I'm Royal Fudge on TikTok. So yeah, I, I haven't gotten into Twitter and all the other stuff. Actually, I'm over social media. <laughs> but um, yeah, you can follow me at Royal Fudge Stalin. And um, there's always links from that page to all the other pages. Perfect, perfect. Well, Keshe, I truly, truly appreciate you. And I feel like I could talk to you from like, forever because I know that we have this connection with the fashion so I can't wait to do you ever come to New York reach out to me oh actually you know it's crazy I was just telling a friend of mine like I don't come to New York in the winter sorry (laughs) (laughs) I don't come there in the winter but I haven't been in New York in like over two years and I'm definitely trying to come I'm probably going to come next month yeah you let me know definitely reach out to you yes you let me know but again appreciate you I'm so excited to see where the journey goes and all the success you. you have. Truly. Thank truly. you so much. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. All righty.